The COVID crisis seems to have steered a troubled hotel development in the Cook Islands in a different direction. The fiasco that was the huge five-star Waimanga hotel development on Rarotonga fell over half-completed 30 years ago when the backers lost the support of their Italian bankers. Ever since, the landowner, Paramount Chief Paariki, has been seeking other developers to finish the project, with governments continuing to push for a major hotel on the site. Now, as her lawyer, Tim Arnold, explains, the Mark Brown government is backing a very different scheme. He spoke with Don Wiseman and started by recounting some of Vaimanga's history. The last time any significant work was done on the property was the point that the Italian builders discovered there was no more money to be had from the Italian bankers. Since that time, um, there have been a range of initiatives. Perhaps the one that had the most work done on it, uh, I think there was a single unit or a couple of units that were completed by way of show or demonstration units, and there was a tidying up of the property. Uh, That would have been back gosh, in advance of the 2008 global financial crisis. And that was under a, an initiative that strategic finance, um, a failed New Zealand um, financial institution, was involved with. Since that time, the property simply uh, sat and the only people that have gone on have been interested primarily in due diligence and checking um, the increasingly deteriorated nature of the buildings. Okay, so now a decision's been made that there won't be this grand hotel, but it'll be a multi-purpose site. What's going to happen to the remnants of that hotel? I guess, first and most importantly, the turning point came in the early part of last year, which is to say that my client, Pa, during her entire time holding this Ariki title, has been told by successive governments that this title land will be hosting a four or five star 200 room hotel managed by a branded international hotel operator. That was the expectation. Public money was represented by those improvements and she could and would have done other things think a university, think longer term accommodation, think any number of uses that have been put to her over the years. But on each occasion, the government of the day has come back and said, no, it needs to be such a hotel. What has happened as a result of COVID is that the equation has been inverted completely. So in recent years, there has been a mounting concern that if this hotel were to be completed in the manner that government envisaged, that it would pose real sustainability issues in terms of the number of tourists and the demand um, for labour to staff it. And if those were problems before COVID struck, coming off the back of COVID with our migrant uh, workforce seriously depleted, the thought that this property at any time in the short to medium term would become a property competing for rooms and for staff with the rest of the tourism infrastructure, it's simply a non-starter. The other thing that has become apparent to all of us is that although the Cook Islands economy by Pacific standards has been pretty successful, you only need to look at the dramatic 
drop in our GDP relative to other Pacific Island countries uh, to realize that the Cook Islands economy was a one-horse show, if that's the right phrase. In other words, all our eggs were not simply in the tourism basket, but they were in a a particular kind of short-stay model that um, collapsed entirely when um, COVID um, came along. And so the government, to its credit, has seen an opportunity to do three things. Firstly, it has seen an opportunity to take this property off the market as posing a direct threat to everyone else that is trying to rebuild as we come off the back of COVID. Secondly, it has seen through a mixed-use development, and in particular, embracing the idea that around timeshare and other ownership models where people see themselves as owning a piece of the property and spending more time than perhaps seven days, 11 days or whatever, that we can de-risk the economy. Because what we discovered in 2020, when the borders closed, that we came to know a whole heap of people that were, were here on a more leisurely time frame. They were here for a month. They were here for two months. Maybe some of them were here for three months. But those people stayed. Um, there wasn't an attraction um, going anywhere else. We were happy that they stayed. And they were part of managing the economy at a time when everyone else had left. And so there's a feeling that we de-risk our tourism-based economy if we can host those sorts of people. So what we found is that we're able to look at um, those sorts of people. And the third thing that the government uh, has realised is that through this particular developer, uh, it's a local businessman, Chris Vale, who's lived here since the mid-70s. He's had a long established track record. Um, people on this island know him by a couple of uh, nicknames, but one of them is Hot Mix, which tells you that he's been laying roads for the last 40 years here in the Cook Islands as required. And in 2020 and through 2021, as part of the program of public works to keep um, the economy going, there was a lot of road building up. So the idea that that money paid to this developer is now not going to be spent overseas, it's not going to sit in his bank account, but instead is going to be used on this big project that will stimulate the economy once more um, kind of ticks all the boxes. When are you going to have people, the first paying customers in there, do you think? Well, let me just share with you two things. Chris Vale asked me what I thought of him becoming involved. And I said two things. Firstly, he was mad. And secondly, um, that it would kill him. But I also said to him that if he couldn't do it, nobody could do it. He's got an established track record of thinking outside the box, doing things on an avoidable cost basis. And he is a man in a serious hurry. And I would not be surprised at all if the accommodation block that he's currently working on is ready and open for business in advance of what it is he's told my client. He's told my client that he would expect to get that open um, around the end of next year. But um, having said that, This is a man who is on the property and he's got his men working on the property continuously, huge amounts of money being spent there. And uh, he does not at this point have the security of a confirmed lease. So this is the air of hurry. And I have to say, this is the air of goodwill between my client and the developer that I think is going to be key 
to getting this thing moving.